Welcome to Skills for Life, a podcast about high-demand jobs that are shaping future opportunities. This show is brought to you by the North Shore Schools Foundation. I'm Kira Dorian, your host and a North Shore mom. Let's get started. Well, today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Vikram Kothari, and he is the director of Starship Supply Chain for SpaceX. So Vikram, welcome to the show. What an exciting conversation we have ahead. (laughs) Hi, Kira. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Oh, my goodness. SpaceX. I feel like that's such a buzzword right now. In fact, I was talking to a friend yesterday saying I was going to interview you today, and she was like, oh, that's so cool. (laughs) So, wow. I mean, SpaceX is doing a lot right now. Do you want to just start by telling us a little bit about SpaceX and the mission and why they're such a buzzword right now? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So SpaceX uh, is also known as uh, Space Exploration Technologies, and we're all about space exploration. Uh, SpaceX's mission is uh, really to make life multiplanetary and make humans a spacefaring civilization. It's a big and bold mission, but uh, we at SpaceX believe that it's within reach, uh, within our lifetimes, and we are actively working on it. And one of the one of the things that I'm part of, which I'm super, super uh, honored to be part of at SpaceX is the Starship program. And Starship is uh, our architecture that will help us accomplish SpaceX's mission of making life uh, multiplanetary. Starship is basically our next generation rocket, and it is designed to be fully reusable from the start. It's a heavy transport system that is capable of refueling in orbit and conducting long-distance trips to uh, the moon, Mars, and beyond. And, uh, you know, once it's operational, which we expect by end of this year, we'll be conducting multiple flights a week uh, of Starship, and uh, we'll be taking tons and tons of payload uh, to orbit and uh, starting our uh, process of making life multiplanetary. Okay, I have to derail our conversation already because, like, tell me what making humans life multiplanetary, like, what does that even mean? Like, we're going to live there. We're going to visit there. It'll be like, do I want to go to Hawaii or space? Like, how does that work? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I think making life multiplanetary is basically allowing humans to explore beyond Earth. And, you know, as as you have probably, if you're a space historian or if you're an enthusiast, you would have noticed that, you know, when we started, uh, you know, the space age by reaching out for the stars and the moon, there were a lot of technologies that were created on our way to the moon that are currently in use on planet Earth and helping billions of uh, humans uh, achieve their daily goals. So, it is not just a let's live on Mars and forget about Earth. It's about actually the the development of technology that will make humans able to live on Earth as well as on other planets and uh, really fulfill our, our DNA, which is exploration. Uh, humans are explorers. So it is just super inspiring to be amongst the stars, but also on the way solve really tough technical problems that are practical and also um, give humans a few different places to live in, uh, in in maybe the next 100 years. Wow. Okay, I swear I'm going to get to the questions I told you I was going to ask on the show today, but I have more questions. So can you give me an example of, you know, something that's been solved here on Earth because of the technology that's been developed for space programming? Sure. Do you know about Velcro? I do. Yes. <laughs> I do know so, about Velcro. Velcro. Velcro was developed for uh, for space usage. Uh, like if you look at all the astronauts that are floating around on the ISS, they have Velcro all over their over their clothes, and they stick all their iPads and other gear on Velcro. It was first developed for uh, a space application, and then now it is used everywhere. So that's wow. just a very simple example. 
Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what you do because you are specifically involved in the supply chain for Starship. So what does that mean? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, so if you if you step back a little bit, uh, you know, and think about how a rocket is made, a rocket basically is a integration and collection of multiple components, uh, and those components could be complicated assemblies or precision machined parts or uh, very complicated electronics or they could be nuts and bolts. But someone has to make those components and then someone has to put them together. What we do at SpaceX, we really excel in integrating our own design hardware into a fully reusable rocket and then testing and writing the software for it and launching it. Where my team comes into the picture is my team is responsible for getting those small components, parts, and assemblies and electronics made and then having it delivered to the factory where the production team puts it all together, and then we test the rocket and we fly it. Uh, And then the way we do this is uh, we work with multiple manufacturing partners across the United States and even globally in some cases, and we work with their engineering and production teams to make these parts, components, and assemblies, and, uh, and they are very critical to the success of SpaceX. Wow. Okay, so how how did you get to here? You know, that seems like a really specific job that you do. What was your path like? What kind of person, student, personality type ends up doing what you're doing? Right. Yeah, so um, I'm a mechanical engineer, and I was always, as a kid, I always liked to tinker and open up things and see how they work. So I was just naturally curious about how things worked. But I, as, as a kid, I never really knew what mechanical engineering was. I just liked to, you know, tinkering around. And as I, as I became older, uh, I asked around a few people and, uh, you know, mechanical engineering seemed to be one of those uh, fields that sounded very fundamental to understanding how different things work in the world. Uh, it has uh, physics and it has uh, design and it has how machineries works. And those are the things that kind of got me attracted to this field. So I basically started studying mechanical engineering. And then as I uh, was doing mechanical engineering, obviously I did a couple of internships and I realized that it is just not enough to just make a machine. You also, to realize the dream uh, of that machine, you also have to have a successful operation and uh you know, you have to be able to hire the right people. You have to be financially viable. You have to run the business like a business and make it profitable. And, and there's a whole business component to it that I had zero exposure to. And, and this is when I decided to go get my MBA. So I'm a mechanical engineer with an MBA. And, uh, and this is how uh, I kind of decided to merge my engineering capabilities with business acumen. And uh, now I am uh, running supply chain operations for SpaceX. Wow, that is really cool. I love that. And I have to ask you, like, what do you love about what you do? Because it sounds like it would be just the merging of two really important things, and that would be very fulfilling. But I'm curious what you love about it. I love the challenge. I think for me, it's like, if I have a challenge that I've never encountered before, I find myself growing every single day as I'm trying to overcome that challenge and working on these big, bold missions that almost seem impossible and hypothetical when you put it on a piece of paper. Mm. You are faced with these challenges every day, and uh, that makes it, makes it super rewarding. Also, uh, the people at SpaceX, I'm surrounded by people who are a hundred hundred times more intelligent than me. And I'm learning from them every single day. And that is also very, very fulfilling. 
That's amazing. So, you know, this podcast is really designed for parents and high school students to be thinking about these jobs of the future. And boy, oh boy, space is certainly one of them. I'm curious what you feel like this industry is going to look like over the next five to 10 years as our students come into the workplace. How is it transforming? I would assume the fact that we're going to eventually put people on these ships (laughs) is a big part of it. But just what are your thoughts on what it's going to look like by the time our students come into it? I think I think by the time your students come into the into the professional field, this will be a two or three x uh, the current market that it is uh, right now. This is a high growth area, and it's not just it's not anymore just a dream. Uh, you know, we at SpaceX uh, we've put regular civilians into space, so we're we're like desperately trying to make space accessible to normal civilians and and it's proven now so we're just going to go and do it even more so it's going to expand the market by leaps and bounds and the cool thing about this that I think your students should really understand is it is no longer a space where you know you have to be this math wizard or you have to be this amazing physicist uh, mm-hmm. and only work with NASA to be able to do these kind of things you now have the opportunity to even be a project manager, for example, and you can have a big contribution to something like uh, sending humans to space because we have made everything very accessible. So I'm actually really excited for for your students when they come out. They're going to have so many options and the barrier to entry is actually lowered because uh, of companies like SpaceX. Wow. What a wonderful thing for our students to hear. I love that. So if students are interested and they're thinking, yeah, I want to I want to go do that job. <laughs> what would you recommend that they focus on right now? Maybe they're juniors, seniors in high school. They're thinking about classes they should be taking in high school. Maybe they're thinking about higher education. What would you suggest they do right now? Sure. I think to be successful in this type of a field, engineering is actually a fundamental skill. But I wouldn't say that I haven't seen, I work with people at SpaceX who don't have engineering degrees and they have been equally successful. So I don't want to make this as a a statement, as a requirement. But if you are interested, I think the most probable way to get into this field and this uh, industry is look at some engineering uh, degrees, especially bachelor's in engineering. Uh, It could be any engineering. It could be mechanical, chemical, electronics, electrical, whatever is your passion and whatever draws you in you know, you should feel free to kind of start thinking about what engineering degree you would do. In high school, I would really focus on taking science courses, maybe some advanced level math courses, enrolling in some STEM electives. It is actually very helpful if you can find an internship somewhere in the STEM field. uh, So you actually know how things work in the real world. Uh, And then, you know, just uh, basically uh, surrounding yourself with people who have similar interests and uh, finding different ways to expose yourself to, uh, you know, design and engineering, and and then just let let the journey take you to where your passion lies. Mm, I love that. That's a great quote. What do you think they should be doing in terms of who they're following on social media? You know, which organizations should they be getting to know better? Who are the heavy hitters here besides SpaceX, obviously? Yeah, uh, I think following NASA is is like a you know default. Definitely follow uh, many of the uh, NASA accounts on social media. 
Uh, NASA has a really good student outreach program. So kind of getting involved in that would be pretty awesome. And then in your engineering community and schools, you know, there are, there are many different uh, avenues where you can get involved in, uh, let's say, a competition, uh, right? So find out if there is a competition for, let's say, a car race uh, and just get involved in that competition or a robotics competition and just kind of go and see how things work and start contributing slowly. And you will find out that there's a lot of people out there uh, that are already involved in this and are happy to help you and bring you in. Hmm. Does SpaceX itself offer internships or volunteer opportunities for students? SpaceX offers internships, absolutely. So uh, every summer and fall, we have uh, interns come into SpaceX. So if you were to go to spacex.com backslash careers, or if you just did a search for SpaceX internship applications, you will find uh, a way to kind of put your uh, name into the, into the mix. And then uh, we have a really good internship program. And many of our interns, they are actually hired into SpaceX. Mm. So that's a really good way to get involved uh, and, and make a path for yourself. And do you see things that are common with the interns in terms of what they have, what they bring to the table to even get the internship in the first place? Yeah, I think just enthusiasm for solving very tough problems is like the start. Like if you're not enthusiastic of taking on tough challenges, this is probably not for you. Having that drive to really put yourself into uncomfortable situations in terms of I'm going to learn something new today and I don't know what I'm doing, but that's okay is kind of one of the key characteristics uh, mm. of people who really succeed in this. And then, of course, once you get into the door, there is a lot of support and there's a lot of brilliant, there are, there are a lot of brilliant people that will help you develop yourself uh, because we do look at interns as our pipeline for hires. Wow. This has been such a cool conversation, Vikram. I really, really appreciate your time and all of the information that you've given to our students, not just about the work that SpaceX is doing, but how they can really set themselves up to be successful in this field. So thank you so much for your time and your expertise today. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. We hope you'll join us again and remember to hit subscribe to be notified about upcoming episodes. Join the conversation on our Facebook page, Build Skills for Life. That's Build Skills, the number four, and then the word life. Are you interested in advertising as a sponsor for this podcast? Contact us at podcast at nsdfoundation.org. To learn more about the North Shore Schools Foundation, visit us at northshoreschoolsfoundation.org. Thanks for listening.